0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Voice of America, the official podcast of the People's National Party. I am uh, unfortunately saddened to be giving you this news, but many of you are already aware of it. The great senator from the state of Kansas, Bob Dole, um, former senator, I should say, um, recently died last week at the ripe old age of 98 years old. And, you know, it got me thinking. We are really moving on when it comes to the generations of politics. We no longer live in the 20th century world of American politics. We don't live in Bob Dole's uh, political world, right? The World War II generation. We're slowly phasing out of the baby boomer and even the Gen X generation. And the Gen Z generation, my generation, is about to take over the American political discourse and dialogue. And I think it's really important that we recognize this fact so that we can move forward uh, into ultimately creating a better America. So I thought it'd be interesting to compare um, how politics used to be in this country to how it is today and how it will be moving forward. Uh, so like I said, we can have a better understanding of the politics of tomorrow and um, and how we react to the uh, the policies and the governing That will be in place in the future. So, I think it's important that uh, before we um, begin this episode, um, it's important to reflect on the career of Bob Dole, um, the things he did uh, to shape the political culture of his time, right? His legacy and everything like that. Um, For those of you, who don't know, he was served in World War II. He rose uh, in politics in the Kansas State Legislature in the 1950s, eventually making his way up to the U.S. Senate, where he served as the Republican, uh, the chairman of the Republican National Committee, um, and also eventually the House Majority Leader in the 1980s. So really an amazing person. God rest his soul. And, um, you know, he, he's just another example of the fact that we're losing so many of these great politicians from the 20th century, almost every week now, it seems. Um, and it's important that we focus on the fact that the political dialogue and the political culture in this country is changing. It's evolving because no longer are people like Bob Dole, uh, In office, really, right? Um, You know, the types of Republicans and Democrats that he grew up knowing and that he served in Congress with really don't exist anymore. Um, And I'm not talking about moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats because a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, back in the day, The Democrats and the Republicans agreed on a bunch of issues, and they were way more moderate, and it was easier, and America wasn't as divided. But now the two parties have gotten more radical. Well, that may be true, because we have definitely gotten more divided over the years. It doesn't necessarily mean that people like Bob Dole or his fellow politicians were necessarily moderate. It's just that they were discussing the issues that were important to their generation at their time. And we're discussing the issues that are important to our generation at our time. So, in the 1960s and 70s, Bob Dole's generation, which was in office, was talking about issues like civil rights, uh, women's rights, um, U.S. conflict in foreign affairs like Vietnam, right? Um, Preventing the threat of uh, the Soviet Union, you know, things like that. Those were the issues that were pressing and concerning to his generation. And that's where people disagreed on. Today, issues like most, plenty of social issues, things like abortion, um, the LGBTQ movement, um, Im- issues like immigration, and how we're going to transform the economy for Americans, those are the issues that a lot of Gen, Z- Gen Zers and uh, younger millennials really care about. Um, because it's the issues that affect our generation, our people, and our times. Um, so that's what we're going to be mo- the most divided on when it comes to issues, um, and that's why you see politicians on both the right and the left rising to power through the use of the political dialogue that is being used today. Because you can't you can't rise to power saying, talking about issues like Vietnam or um, the Soviet threat anymore because those are gone. And pretty soon, 30, 40 years from now, maybe some of the issues we're talking about today are either going to be completely gone for whatever reason, or they're just not going to be as important because the next generation is going to take the place of rising into the, pol- the world of politics. Um, and that's just what happens. That's just what, that's what happened all throughout Europe all th- over these past several hundred years. I mean, it's really happened all throughout history. But specifically in America it's very interesting um, to study it and how it evolves and changes over time um, over the decades. So um, I think it was just important to make this episode to talk about those types of uh, ways that political discourse in this country is changing and how uh, specifically us the People's National Party can react to these changes and ultimately try to build a better America because that's what everybody's trying to do in the end, whether you're right or left or center or whatever. The views you have, you truly believe will change America for the better. The question is the question of will these issues actually work is a completely different conversation, but respecting the fact that, um, they are an issue and they are pressing and concerning to us, to my generation, that's what matters first. Um, you know, you can look at examples like just immigration. Immigration is a huge issue nowadays. I mean, it's, it's always been an issue, obviously, but it's a very, it's a much bigger issue really ever since 9 11 and um, things like that. A lot of terrorist attacks that happened all throughout the 21st century so far in America and in Europe people have been cautious about letting foreigners into their borders, Um, whether that be Muslims or Central uh, Americans, like here in America at the southern border. Um, Europe clearly, obviously, has a lot of their own immigration issues. And the debate on open borders versus closed borders or a balance in between is a really concerning and pressing topic. And you'll see people like AOC on the left and Nick Fuentes on the right, both rising to power by talking about the same issue, but just two different sides of it. And, um, it really shows you how when you change the political culture in this country, the, uh, our generation, younger people in general, react to that. So, so how do we have these types of conversations without it being as divisive as it it is right now? Because somehow they were able to do it. Somehow, you know, they were able to have discussions like um, civil rights, for example, in the 60s, without things getting too overboard. Now, there's no question about the fact that there was a lot of violence that happened in the 1960s because of the civil rights movement and civil rights legislation. However, the vast majority of Americans were able to have civil discussions and, uh, kind of have a professional, um, tone when, when having these types of conversations. And that's what we need to come, come back to there. You know, politicians who disagreed in Congress right in Washington in general, they were able to go and sit down and have a nice dinner with their, with the opposing parties, a member from the opposing party, because they were good friends outside of politics. And that's another thing we have to focus on. The fact that politics is not our entire life. There's more to life than politics and drama and, um, things like that. Um, And both sides are to blame in many ways. Um, And it's not necessarily their fault. People, especially people like me who are a student, I consider myself a student of politics, it's very easy to get indulged into this whole world and completely absorbed into it. And it's not healthy because there's more to life than, like I said, this political drama that we talk about all the time. And I feel like people in the 20th century, Bob Dole's generation, whatever you wanna call it, the politicians and the adults of, of that, those times were able to acknowledge the fact that there was more to life um, than, than just the drama that was going on in Washington or on the news or wherever. And now with the access to social media, the drama, the, the politics, the culture, the everything, it just gets amplified. And everybody has a voice. Everybody has a platform to, to speak with. And say whatever they want so it's so super super easy um, to just get carried away into it but there's more to life as I said there's a spiritual side of life people tended to be a lot more religious and they were able to find more common ground which is another huge issue common ground things that can unite us all as Americans now it's very difficult because we are a very young country compared to most other countries in Europe and uh, other countries around the world and stuff like that however it's not a bad thing that we're a young country compared to them. It's just that we have to start finding some common ground, some national unification, something to help us because, um, a country that doesn't have common values, common beliefs, um, things that, you know, shared interests, desires, and goals. If we don't have that stuff, what are we, you know, we're just a loose group of States unified together under some weak government. And, um, that really has no control over the social values of the nation. Um, but we need to transform that f- so that this nation can prosper. Um, and so that the work that people like Bob Dole and and other great World War II generation politicians that they put in, that work doesn't go to waste. Um, because they were true... American patriots, you know, people like him stood for this country and its values. And we're seeing those values thrown away every single day. And I'm not just talking about this in a partisan way, right? It's not like just the Democrats are anti-American. The Republicans do many anti-American things as well. like sucking it up to the big mega, mega corporations, the multinational corporations and businesses that don't have American interests in mind. They don't care about American workers. They don't care about American families. They're just going where the cheapest labor is and they're trying to sell to the most expensive markets uh, in order to get the most money. They don't care about the American consumer. They don't care about the values of this nation. That's why you'll see a country like Amazon not gives two craps about the fact that they promote things like the LGBTQ agenda or um, things like that. And we need a, a society that cares for one another and a government that cares for the people and the, and the culture of the, and the society. Um, and it starts with the national unification. We have to have basic common values, um, whether that be religious or political, cultural, um, whatever. Um, But that is how so many nations have been able to prosper, even through some of the most divisive times in their history. People have been able to stay together, stick together through hard times, through wars, through struggles, famines totalitarian dictatorships. They've been able to keep up the good fight and preserve their nation and their values even with uh, pain and suffering. And although it may look like America is so um, it may look like America is falling into a pit and they can't get out. um, There is plenty of hope and there's plenty of potential. But if we continue the path we're going with the Gen Z generation, my generation, we will eventually get to the point where America could be unsavable. Or at least America could not be brought back to what it once was. Um, And if we want to prevent that from happening, We need to start now and take action now on both the economic and social front, which is why the People's National Party is dedicated to bettering the culture and the values and the fiscal policy of this nation all together because they all go hand in hand. They all uh, help one another and they all affect each other. So If you too, as the viewer, the listener, care about the preservation of this great country and you're proud of who you are, where you came from, and the values and beliefs that you represent, then you need to contribute as well. You need to contribute in this fight to preserve Western civilization as we know it because it is being taken away from us, from the social justice warriors on the left to the greedy free market capitalists on the right. Um, And we definitely have to do something about it. Because America will never be the same. It will never be how the founding fathers envisioned it. It will never be how Abraham Lincoln attempted to preserve it to become. It will never be what it once was, the great, mighty mid 20th century world superpower during World War II and post World War II. We are falling behind to countries like China um, and other growing world powers. And they've been able to overcome obstacles of division. There's no doubt about, no doubt about it, that there's plenty of division. In countries like china or russia or um, other world superpowers but they've been able to find common ground and they've been able to work towards a national goal and we need to learn a lesson in many ways not necessarily from them but from countries in europe and other first world countries that are growing in their strength uh, both their economic strength, their population, uh, everything like that—countries that are truly prospering—and it could potentially take the place of America someday. We got to do something about that, and I have faith that we can. But it's going to take a lot of work, and we might not see the uh, the end results in our generation, um, because then again, the political dialogue and discourse and culture of this country will change by the time we're gone from this planet. And we need to make sure that even as the, um, the political and, and cultural environments change and evolve throughout the generations, we can always go back to those core common values and beliefs that unite us all as Americans. I think Bob Dole definitely would have agreed with me in this case. And I think many people from his generation, and other generations would also uh, be very supportive of that because, um, the only thing that is constant is change, um, which is something a lot of people can agree on. And, you know, change is fine. Sometimes change happens too fast. Sometimes it's too slow but it's going to happen and we need to make sure that through all of this change, America can survive. So thank you everybody for listening uh, to this episode. I appreciate you sticking around to the end. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you have any questions about the podcast or the party, or if you'd like to get to know us better, we have social media, we have Instagram. Um, we have uh, a website you can go to, um, that is linked. In this podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, um, you can also contact us through email. Um, and uh, yeah, so also, if you have any ideas of podcast topics, uh, episode topics that you would like to be talked about, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. We're always looking for new ideas because we want to keep this podcast going. We want to keep the party uh, thriving, uh, growing in its numbers, uh, growing in its influence, so that eventually we can reach the point where, um, this movement can ultimately make change in this country, even if it's at starting at the local level, which is what our plan is. So, um, again, thank you all for tuning in and I can't wait to talk to you next week.